everybody. Welcome to another episode of Breaking Cinematic Universes. I, of course, am Trevor, and joined by the froggy to my Matt Murdock, Pat Swinford. I love, I love how I'm, I'm the Robin in the scenario every single time. Absolutely love it. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. You're kind of hurting my feelings here. I feel like I'm the hero, you know. I'm Star Lord, man. I don't know about that. Anyways, we <laughs> we're here talking about we 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 yeah. I'm I'm gonna cut that out. Speaking of which, are you friends with uh, Chris Fields by any chance? Friends with who? You're cutting out, man. Are you friends with Chris Fields? I think so. Maybe I'll just double check. Maybe not. He uh, check his Facebook, dude. He went to Disney today. Uh, to Galaxy's yeah, Edge. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Oh, I gotta steal this picture and send it to you, Messenger. Then, um, because he had this badass like Star Lord mask, like legit um, mm-hmm. COVID mask. And my first question is, how much do I have to okay. pay you to make me one? Yeah. Um, we're gonna be wearing so. For a while, so why not wear? Yeah, dude, I've actually thought about wearing my Star Lord helmet out. Um, yeah, why not? No joke. Why not? Who can, at this point? Why not? Um, but anyways, you didn't hear. You didn't come here to talk about COVID. You didn't hear to come talk about like legislation no, no, and all no, that no, noise. Uh, unfortunately, we are going to talk about some stuff that's that's impacted by it. But we're, you came here to talk about uh, or to listen to people talk about uh, video. Oh, sorry, not video. <laughs> listen to comic book and movie movies, cinematic movies, cinematic universes. Uh, and in this case, we got big news from Marvel with Jamie Foxx returning as Electro, not the same Electro. He will be playing Electro again. Mm-hmm. But from what we're hearing, it's not going to be the same electro exactly so everyone immediately is thinking oh this is multiverse this is we don't know there's a lot of speculation on it jamie fox when he when he talked about it he tweeted out a picture showing three distinct spider-men um i think he was just i think he's just excited and tweeted that out i don't think that's actually what's happening if it is Mm. uh, it's gonna be interesting but i don't think that's what's happening so let's do this on the heels of Spider-Man Far From Home, the series seemed to be taking a certain direction at that point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the way I want to kick this, by the way, I sent that picture to you in Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Um, the way I want to take this this week is let's pretend we don't know any of this casting news. And based on how Far From Home ended... Mm-hmm. let's kind of share what we thought at that point our predictions were going to be for the third installment of the MCU Spider-Man franchise. Okay. For me, I thought the movie was going to start off with him on the run. Craven the Hunter, and I'm going to go ahead and say played by Jason Momoa, was going to go looking for him. He was going to bring him back midway through the movie to New York, where he was going to stand trial with Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil, a.k.a. Charlie Cox, or Jennifer Walters representing him. Yep. 
I'm, I had a similar, similar thought, uh, Jennifer Walters. I don't think they're going to do daredevil. I, I think they're going to go some other way with it. Um, well, apparently because... the contract ends in November. Contract ends for Netflix. Not the contract. Yeah, the so they'd be free to use him after after, after the November. Yeah. That's true. So That's true. they could. I wouldn't wait. mind it. Yeah, they could wait because they haven't even started filming it. Tom yeah. Holland's still filming Uncharted. Exactly. And and if they did, if they did bring Charlie Cox, if they did bring in Daredevil, I think uh, I think if if uh, if I were to do it, I would. I would not have it rely on uh, Marvel's great at this, by the way, I would not have the movie rely on anyone have seen daredevil whatsoever, because if you bring him in as a, as a character, he's already a hero, a superhero, whatever, let Spider-Man figure that part out, but don't make deep references to what's going on unless it's something subtle, well, it's a subtle almost, Easter egg. Well, what? they could almost play him off as like an, an urban myth. Sure, but what I mean is like you don't have to reference things that happened in the TV show. Like, don't alienate your your population with it. Essentially, agreed, agreed. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I would do. Uh, I prefer Jennifer Walters, especially now that we have her actually cast. We actually know who's going to to play her. Um, I'd prefer that because uh, we're already have we'd already then have a tie in to her TV show. That's true. Um, but you talked about how, you know, everybody's hinting at the multiverse and this and that. Don't forget, we're getting Doctor Strange to Multiverse of Madness. Like that's yes. in the title. Yes. So that movie alone is now opening up the MCU, which it's going to be, I believe, released after Spider-Man 3. I don't have the official... Um, slate here. Yeah, I think I you have check, it. But I believe that's. I believe that's okay. I believe that's that's right. Um, in regards to release date, which I. But in regards to the multiverse, I think they're going to play it. I, I don't think they're going to get too into it. I think that they're. I think if we go f- too far into the multiverse, uh, with multiple movies, it can. It's going to get confusing. I feel like they're going to button that up, and then you'll have ramifications of it afterwards. But I think that we'll go into the multiverse every now and then, but it won't be something that continues to drive the plot. Meaning if we do dive into that with the Spider-Man movie, we're not going to see three or four Spider-Man running around in the rest of the MCU going forward. Like it'll be self-contained where they go back to their universe or what have you at the end. Um, But I think it'd be a really cool homage to bring back. Uh, you know, if 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 this is going to happen, if if the Jamie Foxx tweet is to believe to be a uh, a clue, and we get Andrew Garfield and um, uh, back and Tobey Maguire and Tobey Maguire, sorry, I was, I was about to say Tobey Maguire. If we get them back, it'd be really cool to see them again as Spider Man with uh, modern effects because the Tobey Maguire one didn't age as well. So I think it'd be really good. So here's how I think they're going to play it. Do you remember Into the Spider-Verse? Of course. How they brought all these Spider-Men in, Mm -hmm. but they also left at the end. Yeah. I think it'll be something similar to that, to where they get pulled into Tom Holland's universe or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Um, It would have to be Tom Holland's universe because if they're not going to have electro be the same electro i don't mm-hmm. see a point of having him pulled into like andrew garfield's andrew garfield. universe yeah. yeah um 
but I think they, so you get a little bit of multiverse in Spidey three. And then, because technically I think the first initial, um, introduction to the multiverse is actually going to be in WandaVision, which will be out in December. Um, because from some of the trades and rumors I've read, her inclusion in Doctor Strange 2 is kicked off by some of the stuff she does in WandaVision causing issues. Sure. So that's what I've heard. Yeah. Uh, and, and that that makes sense. If that's if that's what's gonna happen, that would make sense. Like I said, the ramifications of uh of WandaVision, what she's because her whatever she's working on when it comes to her powers is going to have an effect on the rest of the universe. Um, not, and possibly multiverse, depending on what all she's doing. I think she's created a pocket universe for herself. Um, and that's, what's what we're seeing. Um, but is she strong enough to do that? Yeah. Okay. I, dude, I I knew of Wanda and Pietro Maximoff Mm -hmm. from the old, uh, X-Men cartoons, I guess. Sure. Yeah. But I was never, I knew she was a super powerful in that universe mutant. Um, but I didn't know the extent of her power. Like, I've heard people say in the MCU that everyone's like, well, Captain Marvel's the most powerful. No, no actually, I've heard other people go, no, uh, Scarlet Witch is actually the most powerful um, yep. Avenger in essence. Yeah, I'd, I'd say Wanda's more powerful than than uh, Captain Marvel. Wanda's more powerful than Jean Grey, unless she has the Phoenix Force, then then Jean Grey is arguably more powerful uh, with uh, with the Phoenix Force. But other than that, Wanda's we're, we're in in the comics. She's more powerful than anything else uh, on on our planet. I mean, she could have torn down uh, Thanos, uh, but she I don't think she knows her power or they're purposely limiting her power. But I think that her creating her pocket universe in WandaVision is going to be her exploring what what crazy stuff she can actually do that she had no idea she could do. Um, sorry, I was uh, G, uh, looking on uh, IMDb. I wanted to know if Andrew Garfield has actually been in anything recently. Because um, I feel like he really hasn't done much since Spider-Man. I mean, I think he's he's done some like art stuff, uh, but it's not been as mainstream. So he was in Spider-Man 2. And, yeah, he was in Spider-Man 2 2014. Yep. Since then, he's done... 12 projects. Yep. Um, of which one was Hacksaw Ridge, I believe directed by Clint Eastwood, if I'm correct. The, nope, Mel Gibson. Sorry. The other crazy uh, old man in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's, I, I think, I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a terrible actor, but he rose really quick and then it's just done. Well, here's the thing with Andrew Garfield. So I never felt like Tobey Maguire was Peter Parker. Or Spider-Man. I, he just seemed too small. He's supposed to be small. Well, I meant like height-wise. Um, yeah. In the cartoons, in the cartoons, um, the classic Fox cartoons, he always felt like he was like f- six foot, at least. Um, and Tobey Maguire always just felt like he was too short for it. Yeah, he's the same um, height as, as uh, Tom Holland. 
Tobey Maguire is the is same really? as Tom Holland. Yeah. Both 5'8? Yeah. Andrew Garfield's way too tall to uh well, sorry, not way too tall. Andrew Garfield's 5'10. I thought he was taller than that. Um this is just two inches difference. But honestly, yeah, Spider-Man should uh, in the comics, uh, I want to say he's supposed to be Iron 510. Spider-Man I'm, height comics. I'm showing Garfield's at 6'1. Huh. Uh Spider-Man's height in the comics is 5'7. Really? Cinematic universe has changed it to 5'10, which is dumb because Tom Holland is not 5'10. Uh, <sighs> so yeah, See, I Spider-Man's not Peter supposed Parker to be tall. He, Piker and Spider-Man are not supposed to be tall. He's supposed to be lanky. He's supposed to be small and lanky and getting shoved into lockers. True. But Peter Parker wise, based on the, the, the Fox cartoon, I always felt like Andrew Garfield kind of embodied Peter Parker a lot more. And Toby Maguire, just Peter Parker and Toby Maguire, I think got a little too, I don't want to say big, but I feel like Tom Holland in the Spidey costume has like the perfect build. Oh, I agree. 100%. And, Tom Holland's the perfect Spider-Man. Yeah. And even Andrew Garfield, cause he has, he, he wasn't like built like he was tone, yeah. but he wasn't built. He had, I, I liked his performance in Spider-Man two a lot better than I liked the, the amazing, the first one. I can't stand it's his amazing fake New York accent. I cannot stand his fake New York accent. It makes me laugh. It makes me laugh yeah. hearing Andrew Garfield trying to do, you know, it's, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like uh, when Tom Holland is pretending is what, what was his, uh, his fake New York accent that Tom Holland put on in uh, homecoming when he's rescuing everybody from the Washington monument. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh yeah. That's a real, and yeah, that's no, what, that's what, watch, watch, uh, watch Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man again. And you'll hear that when he's like skipping rocks and, uh, and he's like, you know, I never wanted to be like this. It sounds like a Michael Scott, like caricature. Um, I don't understand. Are you making fun of Threat Level Midnight? I love Threat Little Mid- Level Midnight. I kid you not, watched uh, watched that episode last night, and it's great. It's great. But um, the whole point of Threat Level Midnight is it's bad acting, and I don't know what he was trying to go for on this. He's, I, I think we're all in agreement. Tom Holland is the perfect Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield was way too cool as Peter Parker, though. Like, I, I don't see him getting picked on for being a nerd. I don't see him getting thrown into lockers. I don't see him not getting the girl. Andrew Garfield's going to steal the girl. He's not, it's, it has, there's not even a question about it. He's a cool skateboarding kid who, who, um, I didn't even understand why the jocks were picking on him other than the fact that he's, he's on a skateboard. Maybe he stole flash Thompson's girl. Maybe that's why he got picked on in spy in the Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man universe. I don't know, but hmm. honestly, if we bring these three together, I think it'd be, it'd be amazing to as an homage to uh to them and if you're doing that i mean uh is the is the guy who played peter park as played spider-man in the 70s still alive Uh, yeah the amazing spider-man tv show i'm trying to remember who played him bring him in with a role and not even as spider-man he's still around bring him in bring him in uh as like a teacher or something just a little nod a little wink Oh, That'd so kind of awesome. like what um, what the CW verse did with Infinite uh, Infinite Earths, where they had like mm-hmm. Burt Ward walking his dog yeah. in red, black, yeah. yellow, and green sweater, and he's like, "Holy crimson skies of death!" Yeah, exactly, exactly. Maybe not as corny, but I I would love to see like little nods like that. Bring in, uh, bring in the I I 
can't believe I'm spacing on the guy's name, the 90s uh, animated uh, actor. Um, uh, was it Rico something? No. Because uh, he's also, uh, he also plays, um, uh, he was also in the Brady Bunch I got uh, it. movie. I got it here. And he was also, he was also the voice of Eric in The Little Mermaid. Uh, Christopher Daniel Barnes. There you go. Voice of Air, of Prince Eric in The Little Mermaid and voice of uh, Peter Parker and Spider-Man in Spider-Man 19, uh, the animated series. Little little Disney crossover there. Oh, yeah, he's, he's awesome. Bring him in. Bring him in. He's really cool in person, by the way. Like I would he bring, I, if you're going to do it with the, the on-screen Spider-Man, bring the others in just as a wink, just as a nod. Right. Like have him be like a cab driver or something like just something where the people who it's like a Stan Lee cameo, but a little more subtle. You then if have to call do that, you should probably get uh, oh God, the guy who played Barney, uh, Barney, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Bring them all. I, I, I'd love that. I don't even need to see them in the suit. I just want to see little nods here and there and homages to to what uh, to what Spider-Man has been throughout the years. I think it'd be really cool. Um, whether or not we're getting that, I don't know. Um, I and my other curiosity is what does Electro have to do with the multiverse? Like how would Electro create a multiverse reaction? By the way, mm-hmm. by the way, little uh, little. I'm going to throw in a little tidbit here that you may not have known. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the character, the actor, uh, Christopher Daniel Barnes, mm-hmm. who played Spider-Man in the 90s uh, Fox TV show, mm-hmm. has done, lent his voice to numerous video games as well. In 2019 and 2014, he voiced Vulture and Electro in Spider-Man Unlimited and Marvel Ultimate <laughs> Alliance 3, The Black Order. That's cool. That's cool. I forgot that he was. I, I didn't realize that he was that he was doing that. That's really cool. Yeah, he also did Symbiote Spider Man and Superior Spider Man and Marvel Heroes. Um, Spider Man. I know he was in Spider. He was in uh, Spider Man Shadow Dimensions, which, by the way, is an amazing game. He was Noir. Yep, yep, he was Noir. Uh, and in Edge of Time, Sp- uh, Spider Man Edge of Time, he was Spider Man twenty ninety nine, aka Miguel O'Hara. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize he was in he was in uh, Edge of Time, but yeah, Shattered Dimensions was was that's such a good game, such a good game. Some of the stuff he's done, he was in the Brady Bunch movie as Greg. That's, right. mm-hmm. that's uh, where that's where my wife knows it from. Even even higher up than uh, than um, uh, than uh, Little Mermaid, like that's who she thinks of him as. Yeah, because his first movie role was in t- 1984. But either way, so what we think in our opinion, the new movie is going to be, as we've said, um, my opinion on it is in some way, shape or form, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man get yanked as well as, um, no, not Electro. Cause he's going to be this dimensions yeah. Electro. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know yet necessarily if I believe that's what's going to happen yet. I don't know. I'm, I don't think it is. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I'm still curious because we haven't been using them like at all. Um, like what about the, uh, what about the scrolls uh, helping Peter out in, you know, he's been outed as Spider-Man. Why not have the scrolls come help? Like Nick Fury sends uh what's his face that I always forget Alice, his name. Halos. Yeah. 
Yep. Send him, send him to pretend to be, to be Peter Parker while Spider-Man is also there. And then you have a proof that, Hey, Peter Parker, isn't Spider-Man. Here's your proof. Here's Peter Parker and Spider-Man in the same situation. I mean, that doesn't. Cause then you clear that his name. Because yeah. And then you get some comedy in there of no, him trying to pretend to be Parker. What? So here's what happens. Here's what happens. He goes on the run. Craven brings him back midway through the film. Um, he's on trial and Jennifer Walters shows brings Spider-Man into the, the courtroom with Peter yeah. sitting right there. Yeah. And the whole time we've been watching a movie where it's not been Peter Parker. <laughs> well, That'd no, no, no. Funny. So that's what I would do. No, Peter goes on the run, but here's the only problem to that is technically the scrolls can't mimic abilities. Exactly. So that's why you have the scroll pretend to be Peter Parker and and you have real Spider-Man hanging out. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. No, I can see that. So that way, that way all they have to do is pretend to be stupid, which the scrolls can do. Uh, pretend to not know anything and uh, and they're not going to you know question them. The scrolls are going to pass. Um, they're going to pass. What is it? The like retina tests or, or uh, fingerprinting, like all of that. You can run Talos through all of that. And they're like, yeah, this is this is Peter Parker and Spider-Man's over there swinging around. So obviously it can't be him. Um, I think that'd be a that'd be an amazing like twist midway through the movie that you've been watching Peter Parker, but really that was Talos the whole time that had already talked to Nick Fury into pretending to be Peter Parker, who was then captured by Craven. And then you can have Craven the whole time like thinking like something's up here. Does he? He's he's not. It he doesn't smell right, which would be hilarious because he knows the whole time that he's that he's actually a scrawl to an extent. Hmm. That could be I- interesting. And then you have Electro wrecking, wreaking havoc, like while that's going on, like him rising up to be to be uh, to be involved. I don't know. There's there's a lot they could do in the and honestly, the, the, the movie, movies have scared me wrong. The end of the movie, you see Vulture, Scorpion break out of jail, and maybe you finally see Harry Osborn show up. Oh wait, you talking about like bringing in? Um, Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, I'd be okay with that. Like Start actually getting here six or, or Norman, like, cause we don't, I mean, we can do Norman before Harry. I, I would do Norman first. Okay. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. We need some sinister six. Sony's been trying to get that done for a while. So yeah, I'd be happy with that. I mean, that's now, what they were kind of. What's up? Do you ever see Tom Hardy and Tom Holland cross paths? I don't know if we're going to see them together. I'd like to. I just, I don't know if we're going to see them together. At least not not in Spider Man three. If we do see them together, it'll be after that. Um, but it won't be in Spider Man three. I would, for some reason, when you mentioned Tom Hardy, immediately I was thinking like, oh, can he play Rhino? Like I completely spaced. Like, oh yeah, Venom technically takes place in the Spider Man universe. Because um, I I want to see who they cast for for. The Sinister Six, and are we going to go with classic Sinister Six, or is Marvel going to change things up a little bit? Because they've done that successfully in the past, uh, and there's a lot of people who've technically been in Sinister Six throughout the years. Um, I'd like to see. I'd like to see who they're going to pick for Doc Ock. Um, I think that could be interesting because I think he's kind of the center center point of that, in my opinion. 
I'm trying to think because Alfred Molina played a, an amazing Doc Ock. Amazing. Um, that would be like somebody trying to follow. Uh, what the hell is his name? The farmer's insurance guy that plays. Uh, oh, JJ Jameson. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about. So I have I have who I would cast for for. Why Doc can't Ock. I think of his name? Damn it! I am drawing a blank, and it's ticking me off here. Hold on. Oh, uh, J.K. Simmons. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I've I have um, I, who I who I would pick to play Doc Ock if we can't get Alfred Molina back, or I mean, I honestly don't doesn't need to be Alfred Molina. I would pick the original actor they were going to pick as uh, going to have as Doc Ock in that movie, which is Sam Neill. I'd bring Sam Neill in to be Doc Ock. Hmm. That's who originally was going to be be it. Yeah, that's that's who was originally going to why be Doctor. Yeah, so that could be cool. No, why did he yeah. back out? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Or um. Or you know, just go for the gusto and just bring in Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, here's what's funny about that is I'm actually looking at an article of the James Cameron. Um. Five actors who could play Doc Ock in the MCU okay. and five who could play Green Goblin. Okay, because I was going to say, I, that was a deep cut reference that I didn't think you'd get. The, the James Cameron Spider-Man script, which is which is crazy, by the way, if you read it. Um, he, James Cameron wanted to have Arnold Schwarzenegger play Doc Ock. And Doc Ock was calling himself Spider-Man because he had eight legs. And they had an argument over who was the Spider-Man in the script, which sounds atrocious for arnold to be doing any of that oh, dear God. all right yeah. so real quick, no, I, I i am the spider man you will not spy the man i am the spy the man like that <laughs> the chopper um <laughs> so on this article doc ock i'm gonna go through these real quick um it's the top five characters or five actors who could play doc ock and the top okay. five who could play green goblin okay <clears throat> number uh 10 for doc ock Christoph Waltz. He's great, great actor. Great actor, intense. I'd be okay with it. Number nine. This is, it's going to go Ock, Goblin, Ock, Goblin. Okay. okay. Uh, number nine to play Goblin, Javier Bardem. Mm. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. I want to see him in Dune before I see him, before I see him do that, because mm-hmm. I want to see how he does physically. We've never seen Javier Bardem like really throw down, in my opinion. Yeah. Here's what's funny. As you said what you just said a few moments ago, yeah. I scrolled to the number eight actor. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's getting cold. No. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't do it. If you do it, it's got to be a stunt casting. Like if yeah. there's a multiverse and you have like a separate, ar- a separate, you know, joking Spider-Man or something. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Spider-Ham. Um, yeah. Number seven, Goblin. Number seven out of ten on the list. Every other, uh, Christopher Walken. Oh, the Goblin. I mean, I mean, yeah, I get it, but I don't know. Hey, I love Spider-Man. Chris Walken. I'm gonna take you down with more cowbell. I I love Christopher Walken, and I think that that may have worked. Um, I think that may have worked in, in the Tobey Maguire version. But Christopher Walken now he's seventy seven. Yeah, he's. I mean, I, he's I mean, older Doc Ock. 
but or an older Green Goblin. Sorry, uh, oh, we're talking older Norman Osborn. I'd be fine with that if he never became Green Goblin, because or otherwise we're never going to see. I mean, it wouldn't be believable for him to be Goblin at his at, at his age at his at his uh, his performance. Like it just wouldn't yeah. look like it wouldn't look right. No, number six Goblin or Doc Ock, yep. Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm convinced I could throw that man into most any role and he'd be all right. Um, uh, he made apocalypse work. Uh, yeah, in a movie that was terrible, he he had actually worked with them. Uh, actually, especially after seeing him in uh, Ex Machina, um, yeah, I'd be good with that. Which, by the way, if you haven't seen that, that movie's great. Number five, Goblin, Leonardo DiCaprio. As as Norman, that'd be interesting. Um, It'd be interesting to see him do that with because he's not he's not old, but you have to you he's old enough that I think he'd be believable to have a son around uh, around Parker's age because Peter Parker's supposed to be like 16, 17 years old. Um, I could see that working. I could see that really working. And he puts his heart in 45. Exactly. So he's old enough to have a kid who's 16. Mm -hmm. All right. Number four for Doc Ock, Tom Hardy. Clearly, this article was written before he actually no, because the picture they're using is from Venom. <laughs> so no, it's not going to be Tom Hardy. If I was going to pick Tom Hardy to do anything of that, I'd pick him to be Rhino. Uh, he could do Craven as well, but um, I, I'd pick him to be Rhino instead of uh, instead of Ock. So skip that jazz. So number three, we're almost down to our final two. Mm-hmm. Goblin. Gary Oldman. Yeah, for for Goblin, yeah, he'd be a great Norman Osborn because when you think about Gary, you think about uh Goblin, you have to think about Norman Osborn. He'd be a, you're you're thinking of someone who is a a tycoon, almost like a, a Bruce Wayne uh of his of his industry. And so he needs to look good in a suit, he needs to look good in front of the board, and then he goes nuts behind the scenes. And yeah, Gary Oldman could do that. Top 2. First one, Doc Ock. Now, I'm going to preface. I've looked at both of these. Okay. These two characters could literally play the ones that they're labeling as Mm -hmm. or be flip-flopped. These two actors. Okay. Okay. Number two, Doc Ock, John Hamm. Oh, okay. Hence me saying they could be flip-flopped. He could do either, but I can't see John Hamm as Doc Ock. Um, I see him as Osborn. Uh, and yeah, yeah, he'd be able to pull them, pull them off either way, but it's similar to Andrew Garfield's like version of Spider-Man where I'm like, Doc Ock would be like, he would be like the coolest scientist ever and the sexiest scientist ever. And I can't see that man struggling at anything like, so so here's where (laughs) number one comes in. Yeah. Now this is the number one person for Goblin, but once again, could flip flop. And I think it'd be better flip flopped. Okay. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Yeah. So Jim Carrey is, so they said Doc Ock or did they say Goblin? Goblin. Okay. See, I could, I could see him, I could see him do either, but Jim Carrey right now, he'd be a better Doc Ock. I agree. Uh, Jim Carrey again, Jim Carrey, like nineties, Jim Carrey, early two thousands. Sure. Put him in, put him as Goblin, but uh, the intensity and seriousness that that man wants to do now and can do, yeah, he can contort his face and everything, but really, I would rather have him be Doc Ock. He could he could pull that off. But yeah, you're you're right. They the actors could pull off either. I just would prefer them to be switched. Yeah. 
So real quick, uh, and I just stumbled upon this while we're having a Spider-Man conversation. This website also did its uh, screen rant. Mm-hmm. They also ranked all Spider-Man movie villains by least to most lame. Uh, number 12, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 Rhino uh, with uh, Paul Giamatti. Number 11, Jackson Bryce uh, from Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, he was the second of the two shockers in the movie. Yeah, they're saying they're saying that these sorry, they're saying these are these are kind of lame going to more lame. It it just says by least to most lame. Okay. All right, go ahead. Um number I think 10, both of them, sorry, both of them we just got to see, you got to see nothing of them. That's what irritated me. Number 10, um what's his face is Lizard from uh Oh yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. Is it Reese? Um, Reese, what's what's the guy's name? I forgot the actor's name now. I'll look it up. Yeah. Number nine, um, Bokeem Woodbine's Shocker. Yeah, again, it's we just barely got to barely got to see him do anything. Uh Reese uh, Reese Eve uh Ifans, I think. Yes. Is, yeah. So uh, I would agree on I would agree on Lizard. But the other three that we've named so far have been like you barely got to see them, so I don't worst, really count it. Worst character in any of the Spider-Man films. I'm going to call this right now. All right, Green Goblin, Amazing Spider-Man Two, worst yeah. freaking villain, hands down, hands down. Number seven, Jamie Foxx's Electro. It, it just he's a great actor, and he he's just put in a really crappy situation. Like yeah. I can't I can't stress enough that I'm happy that he's getting to reprise this role or or redo the role and do it and justice. Do it yeah, yeah. Yeah. Number six, Tom Hardy is Venom. Really? So they think he's more lame. Hold on. They think he's more lame than... than no, than... these are getting into, I think... These are going into the least lame. Oh, okay. Man, so that's... Most that's... at the top to least. Okay, okay. All right, go ahead. Um. All right, so uh, Venom, which I don't even count that because he's technically not... He is, Correct. but he isn't in the Spider-Verse. Correct. So you can't really count that. It's rules that confuse all of the fans. Yes. Unless they're considering uh, Topher Grace, but he would be number 400 on the most lame out of a list of what? <laughs> um, number five, Thomas Church, H. Church, Hayden Church, yeah. uh, as Sandman. Yeah, I loved I loved that. Um, I love the portrayal of Sandman. Um great portrayal and decently written it's the best part of spider-man 3 like i'd take out everything else and just put in sandman to spider-man well, 3 here's where you're gonna hate yeah number four going up as the least lame uh-huh new goblin from spider-man 3 wait now see they I, 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 completely, I, I completely disagree i completely disagree oh i that. Oh yeah, I mean, dude, we already found a uh, screw up in their last list that yeah, we exactly. John exactly. Hamm should be Norman Osborn. Yep, yeah, um, I, I, I completely disagree. Sandman was was a really great character and well portrayed, and basically the main villain of that. And then yeah, Green Goblin shows up and he's meh. So yeah, I don't I don't agree with that. Yeah. Number three, I think he should be higher, but there's only three left. Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Yeah. I I I thought he was great. I mean, Mysterio's on a great character, anyways. But yeah, Gyllenhaal's performance was was excellent in that. Number two, Doctor Otto Octavius, Spider Man Two. 
Alfred Molina knocking it out. No, it's I, I I'm okay with that. He could be number two, number one, uh, in my opinion. So who's number one? Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. I don't think it aged well. I think I think I would go with Quint over. Yeah, I I would I would I would rearrange this entire uh, most of this list. Um, Here's the thing. Here's the thing with his love that I hate. Here's the thing about his goblin that I hate. They never explain why he picked that like helmet, why he called himself the Green Goblin. Like there was nothing that led us to why he just all of a sudden shows up looking like a a gargoyle, an, uh, a metal gargoyle. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And it's, well, it was, it was really thinly, thinly done and thinly written. And you, you have to also understand when that movie came out, no one expected much of anything from, from a Superman, uh, sorry, a superhero movie. I mean, uh, superhero movies were trash. So before that, the movies that you had, the superhero movies coming out before that Spider-Man movie, you had the shadow and the spirit and the phantom and the phantom. Yeah. Yeah. And the phantom. And then uh, I guess Batman and Robin had been years before that, but it was just schlock when it came to superhero movies, no one wanted to do them. And the ones that came out were, were lame. Even if even ones that could have been great uh, were, were really lame. Um, So Spider-Man in, in, in comparison to those was stellar. But looking back on it, it's not aged as well. Um, and his performance was good. Well, Defoe's performance was good, but the the first Spider-Man movie is not aged well. The second uh-huh. one still holds up pretty well, though. I will say this. Um, him as Norman Osborn, fantastic. His yeah. voice as Green Goblin, fantastic. Yeah. The suit, not so fantastic. Not so much, yeah. And By I, the and- way, mm-hmm. Go ahead, finish what you're saying. I was gonna say, and we and we got the uh, we got the meme uh, from it at least. You know the uh, you know I'm sort of a somewhat of a scientist myself. We got that meme coming out of it, so I'm happy about that. Absolutely. I'm not gonna go through this next list, but I 100 percent disagree with the number ten. They have okay. another list. It's um, Spider-Man's five funniest and five most heartbreak heartbreaking quotes in the MCU. Um, number one is Mr. Stark. I don't feel so good. I mean, no, number nine. What? Number one is we won Mr. Stark. No. Um, the number 10 funniest, and I don't agree with this at all. (coughs) Your head of security and your password is password. (laughs) That was, that was a fun one. Yeah. Um, other ones, I'm nothing without this suit. Remember when we were in space and I got all dusty? Uh, this is nice. Uh, oh, like that we're using, hug. Yeah. oh, we're using our made-up names? I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Some some great ones, but yeah, I'd, I'd put I'd put number one at Mr. Shark. I don't feel so good. I mean, you could say that as Spider-Man, if, if a Spider-Man comes up and says that to, you know, in, in, in cosplay... Uh, everybody, everybody just, you know, your, your heart wrenches at that moment. Um, I think that's the saddest one. Actually, the most Spider-Man thing on this entire list, comic book, cartoon, movie, anything, is a quote, I believe, from Spider-Man uh, uh, f- uh, Homecoming. Uh-huh. I helped this old lady and she bought me a churro. That was yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, what he's giving, he's giving, um, he's giving uh, uh, Happy all the, like, the uh 
update uh, the updates of what he's been doing like around to yeah yeah it's so good that was good. by the way the next list is star lord's five funniest and five most heartbreaking quotes in mcu i'm gonna pull let's, it up for myself i was say pull that one up let's talk about that let's talk about that and what we think is gonna happen to the guardians of the galaxy in the next uh guardians movie um actually this is bullshit number 10 is the best scene in the entire both movies oh i'm well, sorry we'll go, we'll go through that next time let's go through that next time we're gonna talk guardians next time we'll, we'll dive into that because uh so much is delayed we gotta we gotta talk about what's happening even further off than that i think well i mean james uh, james gunn is finishing suicide squad and then he's gonna start doing guardians while also executive producing and possibly directing a peacemaker show on hbo max with john cena this guy went from making indie movies to being one of the most sought after directors in hollywood when it comes to comic book movies it's amazing all from uh was slither was the one that like really put him on the map wasn't it by the way my name on on myspace for years was i'm bill party (laughs) That's a good movie. That's a good movie that no, that not enough people talk about. Um, it's really the movie that made me, honest to God, fall in love with uh, Nathan Fillion. Okay, I was going to say Nathan Fillion or, or Michael Rooker. That's uh, Whitney's favorite Michael Rooker role. Um, I'm sorry, Yondu's my favorite Michael Rooker role. <laughs> Especially the I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah, he he can pull it off. He can pull um, that pull off that blend of of ridiculousness, being serious and and menacing, but also hilarious at the same time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like you know, Black Widow's uh, in May now. Ghostbusters, I think, is May or no March, uh, pending everything. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Regal Cinemas, because No Time to Die got pushed back, are talking about shutting down all UK and US uh, theaters. Um, I mean, coronavirus, excuse my language, is really fucking up a lot. Um, yeah. And it's 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 sad. You know, people are dying from it, and people are having long term effects. You know, it's it's just it, you know. I, I don't even know where to go with that, but that's just my thing. Um, I just wish it would go away already. I think yeah. it does. And the, uh, the, I was, I don't know if you saw real brief as we're ending, uh, Netherlands is locking down because they didn't lock down in the first place and they didn't have a big spike because everyone stayed home. And now that people have been traveling and the, and when people started relaxing and going, Oh, well, I'll just start going into bars again. I'll start doing this. Uh, and people traveling in and out. And now they have a huge spike. So now they're going into lockdown, wear your mask, wash your hands, treat it seriously. And we're going to slow this thing down. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Florida has been doing pretty well, um, managing their cases from, you know, June, July, when they were up in 10,000 a day. Um, but that is what it is. This is not a coronavirus podcast. Um, this is breaking cinematic universes and that does it for us this week. If you love sports and you're a fan of the 2020 Stanley cup champion, Tampa Bay lightning, check out the scrum sports.com on yeah, Facebook, you, Twitter, yeah. all of the, uh, social media verses. I think we might even have a MySpace. I think somebody created us one. I didn't even know MySpace was a thing anymore. I want to find my old MySpace and just laugh at it. 
And if you like video games, you can check out The Land Cave, where uh, if you're subscribed to this podcast, you're getting it through the RSS feed already. Uh, We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We go live every Thursday talking video game news, gaming, uh, getting ready for the new consoles to launch. And uh, we'll be reviewing uh, reviewing those, unboxing those, uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, That does it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening to yet another episode. Um, And uh, we will talk to you next week, hopefully, with more news and rantings and ravings and us just telling you what we think. Yeah. So, peace.